0: For your information, butthead, he's headed for the video championships in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Second Best Show, where today we're talking second best classic Mario games. My name is Ori Vive, and I'm joined by my second best co hosts, Bobby Downey. Yo! And Sam Cohen. If you're looking for the princess, you are shit out of luck, because she's in another podcast. Let's start the show. (laughs) Gentlemen, it's Wednesday again. Here we are again. Guys, since I know we haven't talked in seven whole days, because this is what we do, we only talk for Mm -hmm. an hour and a half to two hours every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We literally can't talk until we're recording yeah we're contractually obligated not to talk
1: blood contract
2: uh by the curse that was stricken upon us um eons ago Yeah, you know, i forgot we're not supposed to mention the curse forever damned uh how was your week guys what would what, you guys what'd you guys do uh well, i think i might be cursed uh i just think uh in an immorium for my airpods oh no what happened you know, I uh I love a hoodie. Uh especially love a hoodie with uh, like a, a kangaroo pouch pocket. Mm-hmm. Legit, legit. Normally where I keep AirPods if I'm walking around. Uh it just so happens that I uh shifted my position while handling some business. <laughs> and uh my entire AirPods case took a dive into the toilet. <laughs> it was a real kerplunk. Uh
1: it meant the sound.
2: Yeah. Uh, what I did was I I conducted a rescue mission. Nope. Th- let's just say there there was like no hardly any visibility okay. <laughs> where they fell. So, anyways, I, I I I get a hold of of the AirPods eventually, and they were lodged in there because they were like flat. I mean, because they were never going back in my years at that point. (laughs) So it was really just about, I don't want to fuck up my plumbing or have to call a plumber. And about after like an hour of trying to excavate all of this and get them out, I just said, bon voyage. Mm -hmm. And uh, subsequently, a plumber had to be called to push them out to sea or wherever they are now. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I'm in the market for some, uh, wireless ear pods.
1: So, uh, do you see, in the moment, are you, uh, seeing the humor in this or are you just like pissed as hell?
2: You know, I don't get too mad about stuff like this. I see the humor in it for sure. Um, maybe it was just their time. Uh, so yeah, I'm okay with it. I see the humor in it. Mm. Um, and it was pretty out of character for me because I'm not usually that, um, bumbling i don't know um
0: (laughs) mr Beam, (laughs) mr magoo what so what did okay so in in summation what did we learn
2: don't leave things in the kangaroo pouch of your hoodie and uh maybe i have no shame i guess um
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a good segue at all for that but uh i saw hamilton on sunday (laughs) yeah
2: for the first time
1: first time live uh i ended up seeing it streaming um how are the seats? Seats are okay. Um, basically, like, back of the orchestra. I was at the Pantages in, uh, here in L.A., um, which is a very, very cool Art Deco-looking theater. Um, although, so uh, so one of the safety protocols is that they have is that you've got to, you know, wear a mask the whole time. Um, and I've um, got this beard, which prevents, like, a, a good, tight I can't get a tight seal mm-hmm. up on the top of my face. Yeah. Um, so I've got the mask on. I got my glasses on. And every time I exhale, my glasses fog up. <laughs> so <laughs> I spent <laughs> the entirety of uh, the first half of the show, glasses off, glasses on, glasses off, glasses on. And then I finally, uh, <laughs> it was very founding fathers. Uh, I finally found a good, happy medium, which was putting them putting my glasses on the bridge of my nose like Benjamin Franklin and kind of looking up like I'm wearing bifocals um, and that seemed to uh that seemed to work okay so I was finally able to watch and listen all at the same time all at the same time uh so um what do you think guys we're going to change it up this this episode a little bit yeah right we said we're going to change it up a little yeah we're going to change things up so this episode we are going to change things up a little bit We're going to try a new format that we've been knocking around second-best HQ for a little bit. We're leaving the bracket at the door for this episode. Instead, here's how today's episode is going to go. Ori and Bobby are going to work together to decide the second-best of today's topic. They've already agreed on the number one lockout, and they're going to be talking to each other. And each of them will be talking about about a few candidates for second-best. I'm going to help them along by asking questions, stirring shit, whatever I can do, um, and since I don't know much about this topic, I'm going to ask them to explain things to me nice and slow, like to a child. After we go through the short list of contenders, they will reveal their top choices to each other, and we're off to the races to decide the true second best. Bobby, what's today's topic?
2: topic today is the second best classic Mario game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so today's going to be like, uh, what did we call this, uh, this format? Um, PVP plus one, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, co- co-op mode. It's going to be two plus two yeah. plus one, as you described it, right? Yeah, yeah I like
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we decided to try something a little different, and we're going to focus on, you know, uh, obviously some classic video games this week, um, and I think, you know, Mario's a good one, because... Like everybody on the planet has probably played some sort of Mario game in some capacity. Um, and we decided to call the you know, really rein this in and focus on classic Mario. And what we decided that means is everything from the original release on the NES stopping at Super Mario 64.
0: Sam, the NES stands for Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Mm. I had an NES, and I had
0: SNES. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And then I haven't touched video games for 25 years. So,
2: that's where I'm coming from. (laughs) Ori and I, on the other hand, are i hate the term gamer i
0: hate it it's, hate a, it. it's almost become a yeah I always hated I it know. is it because it's it's become like a pejorative almost like
2: yeah it it, yeah <laughs> yeah hard, yeah, hard yes <laughs> um yeah i'm not big on it um also there's a lot of uh you know gatekeeping yeah there, with a lot of things you know everything has its subculture of kind of shittiness and gaming certainly has that you know a lot of gatekeeping um yeah, so none of that here. No gatekeeping. No, no cringe. You know, gamer hot takes here. Um, we're really just going to be talking, focusing on the quality of like these individual titles.
1: Um, so I'm guessing you guys both got uh, NESs as a kid.
2: Yeah. Yep. Think. Uh, yeah, I think I shared this on a previous show. Got an NES for my fifth birthday oh, yeah. at my McDonald's party. Yeah. Yeah, which was, is was, was like a you know a '90s flex.
0: You go to to school the next day and you just tell everyone, right? um, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here. I did not have an NES. Mm. I had a Famicom. Oh, nice. To pull back from the nerd alert here, the Famicom was... Yeah, tell me what the hell that is. That is the original uh, Nintendo system uh, when it came out in uh, Japan before it came out in other places throughout the world um in other places it was a nintendo it it was a nintendo product Mm -hmm. um it was not called the nintendo entertainment system it basically did the same thing but it was called uh the the famicom um and so like in europe and basically everywhere except for north america i think it it was out there as the famicom and uh yeah and so i did not have a nintendo entertainment system because i did not live in the united states during those years in which having a nintendo would have been the thing
2: oh interesting so that they you probably had a european one then yeah i don't know if they were that different or if the hardware was different but yeah i know it was the famicom and it was like the meant the like the family computer famicom because they intended it to be more than just a game playing device and i believe in japan and europe there was a lot more like Mm. actual software for it, which is kind of a trip like non gaming stuff
0: really no um in my in my house it was not the family computer in my house it was the uh older brother um computer uh it was the don't touch my stuff computer uh it was the computer that I had to or the the system that I had to kind of sneak in when my brother wasn't in his room um I had to kind of like creep into his room like in the mornings before school um, or after school when he had some after school activities or whatever. And then when I heard the front door of the house open and he was coming in, I had to like, just like (laughs) bust ass out of there, um, out of the room, like, and pretend like, uh, you know, it wasn't touched.
2: Yeah. This thing was a trip. This thing even had um, like quasi wireless internet functions as well. Um, in Japan, you could actually receive radio transmissions that were basically Zelda DLC where you could like play new Zelda levels. It's wild. Which is insane. We got none of that stuff. None of that stuff over here.
1: That was such a thing when we were kids was like, you know, in Japan, they have like in Japan, they have Mario 45 and we're
2: on like Mm -hmm. Mario two.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah so so i so i had famcom sounds like you guys had the nes um sam did you experience the whole like i know you have an older brother did you experience any of the like sibling
1: oh yeah we would we would come to blows around uh specifically goldeneye um lots of uh (laughs) slappers and and odd job fights uh we had the gun to play duck hunt um which i thought was at the time i thought it was magic and my neighbor had the power pad for track and field and so yeah. we like get on our knees right and we're like tapping the pads with our with our hands trying to get trying to go as fast as possible
0: yeah uh i yeah i miss those light gun games they don't they don't make those anymore I, yeah. I do
2: but we're here to talk about mario the one and only mario mario number one plumber on the week that i needed a plumber uh yes so since we are talking about uh, Mario, Mario, uh, I thought it would be good at the top to have a little chat about what we think makes a good Mario game, right? What are the pillars you're looking for in a Mario experience? So number one, sexiness.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mustaches. Bobby, what, what do you think makes a good Mario game?
2: Good Mario game, I think when it comes down to it um, is really tight fine controls and they're not advanced controls. Mario is definitely advanced throughout the years as far as like what he can do. But really if you got a dash and you got a jump, that's all you need. Like, but the, that has to feel good, right? Two dash and two jump has to feel like there's no lag, you know, no delay when you're doing these things. And I think that is always like a hallmark of those games, and you feel like if something happened, it's your fault <laughs> um it is not bad or poor controls
0: man, we are drift compatible on this completely um i was i was I was thinking basically the same exact thing, right like precision
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's how like the game is designed too, right? It's the quintessential like platforming game right platforming you jump Mm -hmm. from thing to thing right to get to the end of the level basically and so being able to Mm -hmm. do to do that um precisely is key to having fun and getting through the game and not getting frustrated and i don't think i ever really got frustrated with mario is it became difficult it's it's hard sometimes right as the levels progress but as you said bobby if you fail it's on you it's not the game doesn't cheat you. The, yeah. game doesn't, the game doesn't play unfair. It actually ramps up the difficulty mm-hmm. pretty like masterfully from start to finish.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely like a, a like a firm but fair, right? Like there here there's a rule set, <laughs> you know, you like you you abide by the rules, but it does a great job of teaching oh, you that. Masterclass. And I think that's why level like one one, the first world in Super Mario Brothers is still taught like to like (laughs) game designers everywhere. It is like a masterpiece in layering on education and how to perform these tasks and do something without a single word. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: what, what makes a Mario a good Mario game? Uh, you gotta have the, that Mario flavor, right? Like all the, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have all the, the, the colors, right? All the different colors, um the mush, you know the you got it like the the mushroom that makes you grow right i mean that's like classic mario game like it wouldn't be mario without eating mushrooms and tripping on mushrooms where everything else becomes (laughs) where either everything else becomes (laughs) small and you just don't know it because you've gotten big right like you've you're tripping Mm -hmm. uh right or uh yeah and then um uh uh the coins and and i mean all that stuff it's just wouldn't be
1: yeah I know when i think of mario games i think of it's like inviting it's earnest it's fun it's lighthearted like but not in like a um, naive or or like i want to say not in like a childlike way you know i feel like anybody can anybody can pick up a mario game and play it and it feels very inviting
0: yeah it's pure it's like yeah, it's it's got sure. like a certain pureness mm-hmm. in it in it that is very palatable. It's not like there's nothing cynical about it. Yep.
2: Uh, I may be wrong on this quote, but I believe it was Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of uh, a lot of Nintendo properties and IP, um, but more importantly Mario. And um, you know, little little bit of a flex. Um, I met the man once, which is pretty cool. Very cool. So the actual. Okay, their conception of Mario and the, all the cast of characters is that they are players mm. in this sort of dream theater that you're experiencing through video game. Okay. Yeah, it's this very weird conceptual thing, but yes, yeah, so that's why you see like uh in a lot of the games there's like theatrical notes and flair. Uh what I was going to say another pillar I think is music. Like, Mario games have some of the best music, like, in the entirety of, I think, gaming. That stuff, just for me, like, a lot of those things are just, like, embedded in my brain. Um, And that, that even, like, extends to a lot of like just some amazing compositions even on like the nintendo versions of these games where i don't even imagine the limitations that they were working with to craft like bangers on a on a game boy um <laughs> but yeah the music is just so iconic and uh
0: this was like the first time really that that um that soundtrack right like actual like a music composition for a and and a video game was actually something that was taken as seriously as like the gameplay or as seriously as Mm -hmm. something else right it wasn't like an afterthought they actually you know uh it became kind of part of the whole package and and also it's not like they they didn't they didn't they didn't create it like they they managed to take you know composition music whatever and 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 um take it to like the the new format of of how do we put music that we know and it's in its you know current you know long form compositions and songs and whatever how do we take that and translate it to like video game form and i don't mean just technolo- technologically um i mean just just kind of in a like right it's a loop right for video games you got to kind of loop it so it's you know short and to the to the point, but they managed to pack so much like into it and and passion to the music and and just um, for for a video game, which I thought kind of was a first.
2: Yeah, the, it's just uh you know the more like you deconstruct this, you just feel like um, how are you firing on all of these cylinders <laughs> like mm-hmm. constantly, right? Like the visuals, the you know controls, music, right? That's like the whole package. Yeah, like nothing feels stronger than the other they're, like they're of equal strength and quality um which is pretty which is pretty rare
1: it's all very fun and playful but they also take it very seriously
2: yeah so let's dig into the actual titles we're going to talk about today we've already said that these are classic games uh so let's start with the first one uh super mario brothers uh second one super mario brothers 2 shocker yeah and then super mario brothers 3 holy shit Uh, And then Super Mario World. Love it. Uh, And then finally, I think what we sort of determined ends the classic era is Super Mario 64.
0: Since this is the second best show, we must have a first best. We do have a lockout uh, and we will discuss it Mm -hmm. uh, when we get to it. So hold on your butts. All right. So I'm going to get us started here with Super Mario Brothers. Just some background info on it. Yeah, uh, you guys want to hear some background information? Yes, please.
2: Yes, please give me give me the juicy anecdotes. Bring me to school.
0: <laughs> Let me dump some data at you. So it was originally released on the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, uh, and uh, or the Famicom in uh, um, outside of North America. It was released in September 13th, 1985, in Japan. It was, uh, or late 1985 in North America. It got extremely positive, um, critical reception. It was called one of the all-time classic video games at the time. We're not talking about mm. now looking back. Um, it was, uh, said that it takes a spot in the hall of fame reserved for truly addictive action games. So again, that was just at the time. Here's a crazy number. It has sold to date over 50 million copies. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's frequently cited as one of the greatest video games of all time. Um, some of the retrospect, uh, retrospective reception, right? So it was first in the list of greatest 200 uh, games of all time uh, for EGM magazine. Uh, IGN included it in its list of best 100 games. Second best of uh, game of all time behind Legend of Zelda uh, from Game Informer. Uh, everyone knows this... The story, uh, everyone knows this game, right? You control Mario or his brother, Luigi. uh, But they travel through the Mushroom Kingdom to rescue Princess Toadstool. uh, Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach uh, from Bowser. Um, And then, you know, they go through the side-scrolling stages. They avoid hazards. That's the, the backer, right? It's known for its precise controls, uh some of the secrets and uh which you know included warps where you could warp from levels to levels was this the first side scroller
1: or like something or like
2: no no
0: it wasn't um you know it's it was one of the first games that I played um but it wasn't the first game video game that I played uh in fact um when I when I came to this uh game Super Mario Brothers, it was after I moved to the United States, so I never even played it when I lived in Israel. Um, uh, I only played it after moving here, never never having heard of this Mario character. Um, and the games that I actually played prior to that was um, the very first video um, um, console video game I ever played was DuckTales. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. So I, I kind of was exposed to to side scrollers. Having come to play Mario, it was one of those like I played it I think in like 1990 or something and uh played it alongside Duck Hunt. I think they were I think there was like a bundle, wasn't there a
2: Yeah. There was a bundle, yeah, yeah, there was a bundle. Yeah, it was like the Double Cart Mario Duck Hunt yeah. with that NES Zapper.
0: The multiplayer part was like what you play as Mario and then you die, right? And then you the other player takes a turn to play as Luigi. Is that is that right? Does that make Yeah. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah thank yep. you. Because I was I, trying to
1: remember exactly because I knew you like in the first one in, in Super Mario Brothers, like you didn't play at the same time. I was trying to remember.
2: Yeah, no, not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you should get a set set number of lives. And then yeah, when you die, you trade off. Hmm. So take turns. Uh which in uh our house sucked for me because my older sister is savage at like three games, and this is one of them. <laughs> she could one shot this game without dying, and she would literally like roll credits on it and I'd be like, "One, one, here you go, Luigi, yeah <laughs> like have fun,
0: um, yeah, and that was what it was like for me too, and I was like, "Well, fuck this, like fuck multiplayer, like you know fuck this shit it's it's a racket." <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I never got to play
2: we had very different experiences growing up um, my so, my sister and I were like so cooperative like we would beat Contra and like we do the steps like a dance
3: <laughs>
1: I'm picturing you guys like you're wearing like matching track suits and you like mm-hmm. step into the you know step into the living room <laughs> give each other like a fist bump and you're like let's do this
3: <laughs> yeah
1: so I was on YouTube looking for gameplay footage of um, of Super Mario Brothers, and I accidentally fell into speedrun YouTube. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, like I was watching these videos. And so, first of all, it's fucking amazing. Second of all, mm. I didn't understand a single goddamn word they were saying. They were using, like, lingo that I have never heard. I feel like I've heard a lot of gaming lingo and they were using lingo specifically for speed runs it's a sub um, it's like a subclass of. it's game. a subculture oh, yeah. it's totally a, yeah. they're talking yeah. about like splits and there's a whole bunch of uh there's like acronyms and stuff and i i was like i have no idea what's going on but you are doing this super fast
0: <laughs> yeah i think i was watching that too and i think the what's, what's the world record for beating super mario brothers is i think it's four minutes and 55 yeah. seconds it's it's under five minutes yeah Uh, do you guys I remember the first time there is a level I think was it level one two in Super Mario Brothers where you're in the you're you're in the cave or you're under underground or whatnot and (laughs) towards the end you take one of the like levitating platforms and you jump like past the the edge of the screen um, Mm -hmm. and you go all the way to the right uh, and you find three of those green pipes and which let you uh, warp to other worlds, uh, like ahead in the game. That was like magic to me. That was the first time like my brain went, wait, games can have like secrets. And was this even planned? And yeah,
1: also when you're a kid and, and you see those things that are hidden. And then all of a sudden there's like lore about it, you know, yeah. about yeah. like, oh, well, the devs didn't want this to be a thing, but then did and we found it? <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah or like schoolyard chatter about like yeah what you can and can't do and what's true and not true
1: my my (laughs) uncle my uncle works at nintendo and he said super mario brothers just had mario luigi and the princess right
2: yeah i don't think toads oh yeah toads at the end of every world telling you to fuck off because the princess that's right he's the one who tells you to fuck off. Uh, yeah so yeah mario luigi princess toad hmm.
0: all right
2: all right, so that that was Super Mario
0: Brothers. The one and only, the original. And Bobby, what came after that?
2: Uh what came after that in North America um is uh Super Mario Brothers 2, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Uh so what's interesting about this, Super Mario Brothers 2 is not Super Mario Brothers 2 everywhere. Mm. Um it is actually a uh, like a reskin of a different game that Nintendo released. No shit. Uh, called Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, which translates to Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. <laughs> uh, the very limited information that is out about this is that there was it because Super Mario lit the world on fire. Um, there needed to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to do that was to reskin something else uh, with all of those characters. Not a lot of the same items. There's not a lot of DNA from the original Super Mario Brothers in Super Mario Brothers Two. Um, uh, I, uh,
0: no one questions what questioned ever why Mario was like pulling carrots <laughs> out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
2: like. Yeah, I don't jump on you guys anymore. Now I'd like fucking hit you with turnips. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so now it's a shooter, uh, a turnip shooter. Um, So Japan got an actual Mario 2. It was Super Mario Brothers 2 and they called it the Lost Levels. It, it, you can play it today and you can play it on North American consoles. So it came to us eventually, but it is punishing. <laughs> The Super Mario 2 that we got uh, was still pretty great, in my opinion, and still one of my favorites because it is so strange. Um, it launched on the NES as well uh, in October 1988. According to GameCubicle.com, probably more nowadays, but seven like 7.5 million copies sold worldwide. Mm. Super Mario 2. I don't know. This one's kind of divisive, this entry, um, because it is so different. Recently, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers 2 sold for $88,000.
0: And with that, I have to show you guys
2: a surprise. No, I'm (laughs) just kidding. Yeah, so this game I remember loving because one of the biggest differences over the original Mario Brothers was now when you start, you get to choose from four different characters. So that original cast we talked about, uh, we're all here. Mario's here, Luigi, Princess, and Toad. And more fascinatingly is that they each have different abilities. Like they have different jumps and they have different um, like traversal tools that they can use. Um, Who is the best? Who is actually the best? Dude, it's Princess. Like hands down. uh, She has that like floaty jump. She can just like stay hovering in the air for a really long period of time. It's like easy mode. And then Mario is sort of like, you know, the all arounder, Yeah. So this game, I remember really enjoying for that. Uh, I, you know, the music is still incredible. Mm. The visuals are very strange. They don't. So fucking strange. (laughs) So bizarre. Like, I remember like a, like a dinosaur with an egg or something. Birdo. Yeah. uh, Birdo. Mm. Yeah. Birdo. Yeah. The boss battles were now that like dinosaur shooting eggs out of its like, yeah, tube mouth and then you had to jump on them and then after you beat them you walked into the mouth of like a crow into a mountain to like continue on wild uh it was yeah super bizarre um and that's where you start to be like oh like obviously this is a reskin of something else
0: yeah even at like the tender age of you know like nine or something you're playing it you're like something's not right here
2: (laughs) yeah um they carried on some of the things from two Um, So I think what persists now is like the multi-character choice and the different characters with abilities. Like that's in some of the modern games now, like Super Mario 3D World. Some of the characters too, right? Like Shy Guys, I think were introduced and Mm -hmm. the the
0: Bob-ombs. Yep.
1: Oh, this is the first Bob-ombs?
2: I believe this was the first instance of Bob-ombs. But, you know, it's missing a lot of those other core things like no mushrooms, no... (laughs) power-ups um, they're still technically plumbers <laughs> yeah um so this one's pretty bizarre
1: no bowser they're like vines and clouds too right
2: yes a lot of vines and clouds and then there's also this like mechanic where you find these like magic potions and it takes you to like that shadow world which is like the dark like inverse of the levels that you're in um and then there's like those floating masks that chase you around super strange like still a quality platformer but a, a huge departure from Mario games overall.
1: Um I want the official second best stance was Super Mario 2 a dream.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned I was just going to say uh it was actually a f- it was Mario's fever dream. So you play the game <laughs> and this game is like playing a fever dream and then at the end of the game you beat it and Mario literally wakes up in bed oh i see
1: i don't remember that i i do remember like at the end of the game there was like clouds and stuff yeah
0: no he wait i thought it was murky i didn't know that they actually showed him waking up yeah he wakes up in bed and the Duke is standing over him yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no yeah. no he does wake up and he's kind of looking around and you, it's just one of those like <laughs> it's a mario game that has an open ending
1: <laughs> so i just looked this up um this is from a 1988 Nintendo times review of super Mario two. If all of this sounds like a psychedelic fever dream, that's because it is much like a horror movie, a nightmare on Elm street. The entire game oh. takes place in a dream where Mario and friends have been trapped inside the world of Subcon, hmm And the only way to escape is to defeat wart. If they die in the dream, they die in real life, right? oh that's a dated That's a, oh boy that's one two there's a we're lot. Coming for you. yeah <laughs> there's a lot of 1988 in this uh, in this review huh interesting
0: yeah it's it's super wild so i played this game in its original form mm. i played it before i played the original super mario brothers oh when i lived in israel i played the Non Mario, the the Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic. I don't remember what it was called in Hebrew. God Almighty, <laughs> it was it was strange. The the whole pulling turnips from and carrots from the ground just mm-hmm. was such a weird gameplay mechanic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I played it then, and I thought it was weird then. And then I played Super Mario Brothers after um so to me there was no connection and then when um uh and then later on i learned that uh there was a super mario brothers 2 that was released uh that used that and it, it was really weird because i I think i played super mario brothers 2 um not kind of putting the tune two, two together and it was really weird because i was like wait a minute <laughs> hold up <laughs> I've played this game before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least I think I like, what is happening here? Like I, I had a total, I think my brain went into like meltdown mode. Sam, you played super Mario two.
1: Yeah. And um, yes, yes. Played super Mario two watching gameplay again, brought me back to things that I had forgotten were, were very difficult for young Sam. Like, quicksand like uh the little um you're gonna have to tell me what they're called um but the little munchkins that had the michael myers mask
0: the shy guys
2: try guys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. it there you go. get it they're shy yeah.
3: so
0: oh they're shy they're, yeah, so they're wearing a mask yeah get it mm-hmm. yeah so they disguise their yeah what's visible. underneath there mm.
1: oh just a just a i don't want to know testicle just a <laughs> photorealistic testicle
0: <laughs> it's like uh the same um They come from the same world as Sprite Boy? (laughs) Yeah, this is all in Mario's mind, right? So what kind of shit, what kind of fucked up shit is Mario Uh, thinking, you know? um, Yeah, he's a real pervert, that Mario.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He pulls a lot of terrible things out of pipes and drains, so.
1: Yeah. That brings us uh, to the end of our first round, which brings us to feedback and
0: corrections. I got feedback and... Uh, I, uh, yes, I did get feedback, and the feedback was I think we all get, we all talked about this. We all got the same feedback, mm-hmm. I think, right? Uh, the feedback yep. was regarding holidays and what mm-hmm. does not constitute a holiday. Um, and uh, we got feedback that tax day is not a holiday. On to the show.
1: This has been Feedback and Corrections. <laughs> <laughs> if you have feedback, if you have corrections, let us know at the second where you can find links to our socials to let us know
0: back to it. Let's talk about super Mario brothers three gentlemen. Yeah. Woo.
2: I mean the Fred Savage vehicle, <gasps> the wizard <laughs> all that shit.
1: Oh, you just implanted. Some, oh my gosh. You just, uh, Bobby, you just Manchurian candidated me because I had forgotten about that. <laughs> You're
2: activated. I'm now. activated.
1: <laughs> I had forgotten about, it was called the wizard, right? The wizard. Yeah. Yeah, I California. (laughs) What is it? He like, he road trips across the country to like compete in a video game competition. then he gets there and it's like a brand new game. Right. And
2: yeah, it's, it's literally the Nintendo world championships and the kids like a savant at Nintendo games. And they literally, you went to see this movie Uh because you got to see footage of super Mario brothers three
1: in it. Oh, those sons of bitches.
2: Like, it was a uh, superb uh, (laughs) co-marketing execution, and um, yeah, it is uh, uh, fucking bananas.
0: Do you think this is also an extension of Mario's Fever
2: Dream? It might be. The kid with the power glove, the whole thing was a goddamn Nintendo. Oh my god, there was a power glove, too. Whew. So bad. I love the power glove. It's so bad. I think fucking sucked
1: we should do uh,
0: second best um,
2: failed. Yeah. 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 Like
0: that. yeah. Uh, super Mario brothers three, the last game in the super Mario brothers um, series for all intents and purposes. It was the last kind of super Mario brothers game released on the Nintendo entertainment system. It was released October 23rd, 1988 in Japan and, and on February 12th, 1990 in North America. So like two years later, like a year and a half later, it was. It got, I mean, it got amazing critical reception. Um, it got Computer and Video Game Magazine. They gave it ninety eight percent score. Uh, they said stupendous, incredibility, uh, whatever that means, and absolutely impossible to put down for anything less than the a fire alarm. And even then, you find yourself weighing down the odds. So wow. They also said it's the Mona Lisa of gaming. Hmm. And this is my favorite. Makes Sonic the Hedgehog look like a wet Sunday morning. Ha! <laughs> uh, did you know that it was released in some areas after the Super Nintendo was released? Hmm. hmm. Because of that, some said that the graphics and the sound were a bit outdated. Well, no shit, if you have the Super Nintendo out. Um, yeah. So, at as of 2011, it sold over 18 million copies. And... I can't even believe this number I'm about to tell you. The revenue adjusted for inflation that like that it's made over you know between its release in 2011. This was in 2011. I can't this is unfathomable. 1.7 billion. dollars. Yeah. That game uh made. So adjusted for inflation of today is 2 billion. 2 billion dollars um here's the cool things about it right so what did it bring um it introduced the overworld map you guys remember that so like where for, for now you know instead of uh the first game the second game yeah now you've got like uh, uh almost like a, a mini game right uh, a little bit where you mm. you are a little character on a map and you can con- kind of decide how you want to get to the end of the map You can, you know, perhaps even skip some levels. You can navigate your little person, your little Mario sprite, um, around the map world and choose what level you want to play next, which was pretty fucking cool um, for that time. Uh, They introduced little little stops, pit stops along the way in the map where you can go and. Get some power ups um, and uh, um, <laughs> play, uh, um, uh, yeah, play the whole machine, like slot machine yeah. thing. So Mario Vegas, Mario or, Vegas, um, the matching one was the sh- oh yeah, the matching card, the cards right where you have to memorize mm-hmm. like the game yeah. of memory. Um, all like really cool stuff um, that they hadn't you know really had s- until that point. Let's see, it had a ton more colors, right? If you looked at the first two games compared to that it was like a leap uh in terms mm-hmm. of te- technology it had way i remember the uh um the curtain
1: at the beginning yes right there so was we were like talking the, about this. the tile floor and then the curtain that came yeah, yeah. and
0: and like uh, yeah and in that um in the title screen right like All the Mm -hmm. little characters were running and jumping on each other and stuff before you even started the game, and that was kind of to go towards their whole concept that Bobby mentioned, right? At at the beginning, yeah. Um, so they really leaned heavily into that. Um, I mean, it really and and by the way, it kind of set up everything, like the super, you know, what what came after that Super Mario World. It kind of set us all up for that. Um, so that's just a little bit of the, you know, data dump at you um for what this game really was um it introduced all these like fucking suits which i thought like mm-hmm. at the time was the coolest shit right you got the yeah. the raccoon suit or um, you could fly right oh you could yep. fly yes you could f-
2: yeah you could fly you get that like p meter right like p even meter even in normal mode you could run it would be like load up and then mario would shoot like- up into the take to the sky and <laughs> yeah uh you got the frog suit oh my
0: god the- what was special about the frog suit uh you could swim really fast there? underwater
2: some of those uh, oh, water yeah. levels you didn't have to go boop, 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 hit the mm. a button constantly also a uh, official second best show stance um fuck underwater levels all of them yeah uh, so
0: they also had, uh, the hammer bro bro suit where you can, you could fucking shoot hammers at people. I mean, this thing was next level. So guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting, let's go in our time machine. Mm-hmm. Let's close our eyes. Can you scoot over a little bit? Only room. Well, yeah, there's room. There's a, let's, let's just get right tight, tight in here.
1: Uh, it's, it's a, it's a bench seat, but you know, one of us has to sit in the middle with like the tiny little
0: well yeah and 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 you know i sat in the middle last time or you sit in the middle this time (laughs) take bitch seat okay sorry we're in our time machine we're in our time machine we're playing super mario we're going back in time we're going to play super mario brothers 3 for the first time okay is it one of the best games you've ever played yeah it is absolutely i mean sam you're in the time machine Yes, I
1: remember playing Super Mario Three. Like I said, I remember the curtain coming up. I remember my mind being blown by the different suits. Definitely like flying in the raccoon suit. Um, Koopa
2: Kids in this one. Koopa Kid.
0: Yeah, this they the so at the end of every um, oh god uh, at the end of every uh, world right? You had the 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 the, the ship. Do you guys remember that ship that um, the airship that was looked like a, <laughs> like a pirate ship? That you had to mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. traverse and get to the end of, um, and uh, uh, at the end you fought the, the the Koopa kids and they each kind of had like a different like a a different power or like a different yes yeah, remember that yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. like these, like yep. magic
2: wands yep. yeah mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: uh uh so the flying ships I remember that uh the different the the Koopalings right um yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um all yep. the fucking suits. Um, I loved all the, the inclusion of, uh, Morton
2: Cooper, Jr.
0: (laughs) Morty, little Morty. Um, all, you know, all the the level variations we talked about, the, the giant, right? The giant land. Um, this was so cool. Um, the
2: warp whistles, warp whistles. Yeah. those the war? No, what's that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you could, so this like broke out in the schoolyard talking about like, where you could find warp whistles and Mario plays a little tune and it just shuffles you off ahead and right. do like a level skip. So instead of like in Mario one where you find the secret, like level warp pipes, uh-huh. uh, Mario, uh, plays a magic whistle Oh gets swept away further on in the game. So fun.
0: It, it was a lot of fun. I think that was the first, uh, Super Mario Brothers game that I was like kind of addicted to. Like, I I mentioned how I played the first one. We mentioned playing the second one. But this one was, like, it was my, I I don't know. It kind of spoke, it just, it pushed all the right buttons um, for me.
1: Next up is Super
2: Mario World.
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, this is your number one lockout,
2: right? Yes. Uh, Yeah, this is the lockout. Ori and I, like, counter down 3, 2, 1 at the same time. (laughs) Uh, Both said Super Mario World.
1: We talked about what makes a great Mario game. Does this game tick those boxes?
2: So, yeah, this was the launch game that came with the Super Nintendo. So we've we've now reached the next generation, uh, the 16-bit era, if you will, of gaming. And Super Mario World was in North America, at least a the pack-in game, the game you got with your Super Nintendo introducing the next generation from Nintendo new super mario world created especially for the super nintendo entertainment system um and it was uh, a triumph it was the best parts of a mario game rendered in this like beautiful sprite based art that just like leapt off of the television it had depth to it now like it had like higher quality, incredible music. Um, yeah, it was just, um, yeah. A lot of those things, um, that make Mario great are represented here.
3: There's no question
0: now
2: that Nintendo has really taken off and millions of fans are waiting for the next game that parents might be upset because the new game is going to cost twice as much, but nevertheless, there is still a real interest in super Nintendo this store in fact has a waiting list and they haven't even gotten the game in yet we had a lot of requests for it before it came in and we had a a list waiting for them so when it came in they were all sold we sold 28 in two days but with 65 million regular nintendo players the more advanced super system is bound to have its followers too deborah snell channel nine news but
0: it just was in a class of its own. I mean, it, it was just like watching a car. It's just, to me, it was like seeing a cartoon being played as as a game. Come to life. I mean.
2: Yeah. Like come to life. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Like a cartoon
2: um, you can control. All I wanted to do was just play the game. That's all
0: I wanted to do. I wanted that. that that's all I cared about. School didn't matter anymore. Family didn't <laughs> matter anymore. Like nothing mm-hmm. mattered. None. My life has not, there's, my life is like this. Before Super Mario (laughs) World and after (laughs) Super Mario World. Um, It started my, I mean, honestly, it started my love and, and like, it took my love for video games to the level that it is today. Like, from just being like, oh, this is really, really cool stuff. I love it. To, like, this is going to be part of my life. Like, this is part of who I am. Like, I I love this stuff. Is that true for you too, Bobby?
2: Yeah, I think I, like, hit at a good age where, you know, I... You know, had a lot of gaming experience then, and I'd played a bunch of Mario games. This one just like felt yeah like a, this like Mario cartoon come to life, and it was yeah just back to front, like like a near flawless execution of like design and hmm. yeah technology, yeah, um yeah like i I would play i I could play this game forever.
1: If I if I'm correct here, we have one more contender.
2: We do. So we're jumping again, now we're gonna jump another console era. The SNES to the Nintendo 64. Um so yeah, Nintendo 64 um came with Super Mario 64 and a lot of other games with 64 in the title.
1: This is uh, this is the console where <laughs> this was my off ramp was Nintendo 64.
2: <laughs> You're like golden eye or not? Too many buttons. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna put this out there. S- second best show stands. N64 controller, real bad. Yeah, it made no sense. It's real bad. Yeah, three handles,
0: three handles yeah yeah were they expecting you
1: to like hold the middle and then use like the joist like the the
2: i think it was an adaptability play where you could you could go wide-handed and have the d-pad for like classic style games and then the like joystick in the center for like 3d games Um The execution of his. It's,
0: you know, it's another case of like the good folks at Nintendo flying a little too close to the sun (laughs) with their, you know, (laughs) ideas out there. You know, uh, the one thing that's awesome about Nintendo is they always push the envelope and try new things. But sometimes, you know, uh,
2: sometimes it's uh, they fly too close to the sun, burn their wings a little bit. So day before my birthday in 1996, uh, Super Mario 64 lands in North America.
1: Happy birthday, Bobby!
2: Thank you. Uh, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, gave it a nine point five out of ten. Game Pro Magazine gave it a perfect score. Uh, although uh, unsubstantiated, I was trying to find the actual publication, but Nintendo Power, their own publication, did not. <laughs> the perfect score, which I don't know how that happened. Their own state-run, uh, you know, media. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: So here's why sixty-four is a big deal. Uh, Mario now makes the jump from like side-scrolling platformer uh, to a 3D game, Mm. to a 3D world. Um, You know, this is the era where we get, you know, the PlayStation uh, and the Nintendo 64 introducing people to 3D games, moving characters around in a 3D space, um, which is difficult. And I feel like definitely alienates some people who are not used to that style of gameplay. Um, It is rather different from, you know, what you were previously used to. Um, So Nintendo was tasked with, okay, how do we take this character and then now introduce an additional dimension for him to run and jump and smash things and collect coins. And, you know, you see, you see in the controller, right? Nobody knew there was no standard for controlling these 3d games. There was no, uh there's no rule book nowadays everything is so um um uniform and, and and there and there's a there's something good to be said about that right um most shooters control like call of duty controls because they nailed the controls um but in this case this 3D era it was the wild west like you're just doing the best you can so what's fascinating about that uh, There is a character in this game who's with you the entire time as you're exploring this new 3D world. Um, <laughs> There's literally a character in the game who is the camera. S- yeah. So Lakitu, who's like the little dude in the clouds from like 1 and 3, I think also. I think he's also in world. Oh, yeah, in yeah, some yeah, capacity yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. now, yeah, yeah. He's like now your camera. He's like live streaming Mario's yep. adventure uh, in a cloud of the camera. So <laughs> they literally had to introduce all of these mechanics to you and be like, okay, he's here like, you night- go. He's like um, a
0: nightcrawler, like a Jake Gyllenhaal. And the- yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just like, Oh fuck. He's <laughs> yeah. from the lava. And he just like slowly zooms in and, like Mario melts away. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot, uh, instead of the like overworld map where you're sort of choosing, the next level to play you're now in this like hub world of this like 3d castle princess peach's castle in 3d uh you're jumping into these like magical paintings to choose which level you want to play next right so now instead of this like rudimentary like board game like board you're moving around on now you have this space to move around in um to explore that isn't um there's no enemies there in this castle as you're running around choosing you know, things to play, which is brilliant because it gave you a little sandbox to just play with Mario and what he could do and run and jump and climb. It was a really great way to introduce people to this new control scheme and this whole new dimension. Um, And yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff um, that they did right with this. Um, That being said, one of the, (laughs) <laughs> one of the drawbacks of this is the camera in the game is like the greatest boss of the game. <laughs> the boss of Mario 64 is the camera. Um, it is really difficult to control and I think that's what s- kept it from getting a lot of perfect scores. Um, I will go out and say I think it's a timeless classic but it is rough and it uh, playing through it this past week uh, a little rough around the edges. This era unlike Super Nintendo that we talked about a little bit does not have that timeless classic that is with us today. Um, this era does not age very well.
1: No. So as I was going to ask it, but like it's, it was new and it was interesting and it was novel, but was it fun
2: to play? I think it's fun and I think it's brilliant. Ori, what, what is your experience with this?
0: Yeah. I mean, putting myself, so we're talking about, there's two ways to talk about this. One is think of looking at the game now, right did it age well you know how do Mm -hmm. i feel about it now and i feel that is one way like that's an interesting take but it's a little bit like unfair to it because we got to go into (laughs) our time machine and just uh, getting ready for this episode and watching videos and clips of it and everything like that there are yes it's rough it's rough looking um it's also a little um uh um Janky in terms of you know the the camera and how you could move around the world with that, um, and how it played against you. I also think it's funny sidebar that they literally couldn't fathom that you could just have a third person view of things um, in a three D world. Like they had to have a reason in wh- in why you like who was watching Mario. Well, it had to have been a person with a camera. Like, it couldn't have just been, it, like, just it, right? It had to have <laughs> been, like, a third person with a thing that is capturing uh-huh. Mario, which, you know, would explain why you could move the camera around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, They ha- well, they, ha- yeah, they had to teach you, you know, <laughs> some way to understand these, like, new concepts. Um, no, I- yeah, uh, absolutely. And I- so, I mentioned previously a stance for the show of fuck underwater levels yes i'm gonna make an exception for this game and i was like flabbergasted when i was playing this a couple days ago i hit an underwater level in mario 64 and the controls are incredible in while you're swimming (laughs) i don't get it it just clicked in my brain and it felt so good it shouldn't be It's but, but then they go, you know what sucks underwater levels? You know what would make them really cool if we made it like chill and not stressful. And that's exactly what they did in this one I was playing. It had like the chillest music. And I just like wanted to, it was like a vibe. I just wanted to be in it. I
0: wanted to just like wash over me. Was it like the underwater level with the pirate ship? Yes. Amazing.
2: Yes. And it was incredible. I was like, uh, again, I, I don't know. I, it was so nice that this game could like kind of blow my mind on a on a even today in 2021 in some capacity. Um, so yeah, swimming feels great. Mario 64. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> um, modern games still can't like nail swim controls.
0: I I would love to see a Mario 64 top to bottom remake, like in, in Unreal Engine yes. or something. You know, just something like uh, like just fix the can't fix the camera.
1: Yeah, I wish Nintendo would do it. I'm looking here, and there, there's
0: actually, there's a bunch of fan-made
1: remake projects, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to see an official, they should just fucking put an official one out there, um, because I would come yeah. back to it. Like, I would come back and play that version of the game,
2: 100%. Those are the titles.
0: All right. So we got Super Mario Brothers, Super
1: Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, <laughs> Super Mario World, which is our top tier lockout,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Super Mario 64. Did I miss any? No. Nope, you got them. All right. We're going to go into our final round. But first, you guys want to play a game?
2: Yeah.
0: Is it is it Super Mario World? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every- we just wrap
2: this shit up and go play World. All right. So here's our game tonight.
0: Um,
1: Bobby and Ori, you guys were both talking about how great the music was of, uh, of 8-bit games, 16-bit games. Um, and I agree, um, especially given the constraints, it's pretty incredible the kind of music that they were able to, to produce. So oh, yeah. given that, <laughs> um, that is the subject of our game tonight is obscure video game soundtracks,
3: oh. specifically
1: from the NES and Super NES. And Nintendo 64.
2: Fuck me up with it. Blow my mind. Here's the thing. Both
1: of you got way too many correct last time. I was way too easy on you. Um, so hopefully I've made this super hard. <laughs> I'm going to play a soundtrack. You tell me what it is. Okay. No, no, uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea how this is going to go. You guys. Take it easy, Sam. I no Take I- it easy, dude. no idea how this. How well this is going to go. all aggro on us. I don't know. Well, look, I got to beat you guys somehow. Alright
0: You ready? Let's do it Oh yeah Who's keeping score? Ah fuck it I'll zero, keep Zero zero I'll, I'll keep I'll keep I think it's Goddamn sure Goddamn sons of bitches <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright There are seven of these mm-hmm. you ready? Yeah. Okay Number one Oh, look at your little idiot faces. <laughs> uh, that what Side note, it very much sounds like the David S. Pumpkin song.
3: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, was that... Ah, um, oh, damn.
2: Was that from Donkey Kong Country? Corey? Battletoads?
1: That was Earthworm Jim on the Super uh. Nintendo... Yes. Composed by Mark Miller. You guys, I'm very excited. I'm I'm going for zero zero. That that's that's my okay. okay.
2: You know, it had like a that punchy bassiness of like the Sega Yeah, that's why like I was catalog. saying tones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah so se- so side note, a lot of these are like they were released on both Sega and Nintendo. All right, number two. You're never going to guess how, where this fucking jackhammer of a song came from.
2: Yeah. Can we hear it again?
1: Give up? No. Second best hint,
0: it was on NES. Hmm. Was it, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh was it Rad Racer? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: That was Pictionary on the NES. Shut
3: up, oh, you you piece of shit. Go get
0: the fuck <laughs> get the, yeah. Get get get, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Dude.
1: <laughs> oh, composed by Tim Fallen. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes about this guy and his brother, who have like an incredible credit list and then an incredible story, and you just have to like go through this article and read all about this dude because it's it's a crazy story. Number three.
2: Can we at least get a platform?
1: Yes, that was SNES. Pilot Wings? Is that what you're, you're going with, Ori?
2: god damn there's so
0: many games you son of a bitch like how the hell okay i told you it's uh, obscure. is yeah. it uh um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give you well, there's something
2: a little spooky about it too
0: i think it's uh, can i give two options um because you're not gonna get it
2: all uh, right go, go with it just go for one
1: okay earthbound okay uh you guys are both wrong again it was water world uh.
2: I was going to get that next, you motherfucker. <laughs> I thought we could keep guessing. I literally I literally only know that because there's like a chill SNES music playlist on YouTube oh, yeah. and it has the fucking... Wa- I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they nailed. They nailed the fucking soundtrack yeah, for that game. They must have spent the, all the Got budget you. of the movie on the <laughs> soundtrack for the yeah. game.
1: <laughs> yes, this was composed by Dean Evans. He actually puts a lot of his work up on YouTube. It's really good stuff. Like you said, Bobby, it's actually pretty neat. All right. Number four. I'm very excited about how how, (laughs) this is bullshit. Number four.
2: Platform. The new platform.
1: Um, It is NES.
2: Okay.
0: Just play it again, you fucking piece of shit.
3: I hate you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) California games? TNC Surf Factory. Um Skater <laughs> <scared laughs> <or> Die. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: okay. Go with me on this. Back mm-hmm. to the Future.
1: <laughs> Bucky O'Hare on the NES.
2: Bucky <laughs> O'Fucking Hair. Get fucked, Sam. <laughs>
1: Sam gets a treat. Uh yeah, I couldn't find the composer of that. Um, but this this is my favorite. Uh the reviews for for the soundtrack are great. Best for an action title on the NES. Memorable. Performed well. Tolerable. Not that much to offer. <laughs> Screech and a bit dull. So
0: it runs the gamut. <laughs>
1: Real Stattler and Waldorf vibes of those opinions there.
0: All right, <laughs> we got three more. This is an unfair game. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a banana. This is a kangaroo court. Yeah, this is a can- I'm gonna call bananas on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is sh- shit post the game. No, let's just go to the next one. If we get if we all get zero then,
2: platform?
1: This is our soul N sixty four game.
2: Oh. Ooh.
0: Perfect Dark? Star Fox? Blast Core. Oh, God. God Damn it. Fuck you, Sam. Go play any of these games and get past (laughs) level one, you motherfucker. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: (laughs) All right. If you have any chance, it's going to be on this one. You ready? This is SNES.
0: Turtles in the half shell. Turtle power.
2: Oh, turtles in time. Yeah, this was turtles in time. Yeah, turtles
0: in it. time.
1: Yep, there we go. You guys are both right.
2: Woohoo! We tied. <laughs> uh, I think when Sam, you know, asked if we wanted to play a game, I think you should have asked if he wanted to play a game with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, there's one more if you want, and I feel like you might get this. Yeah. One. yeah. Okay, this is an NES game. That's fine. I guess I overestimated you guys. <laughs> Sam's adventure.
2: Is it Popeye or something? Colon, get fucked.
1: <laughs> it is Kid Icarus. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, don't, yes. I didn't play that one that much. Uh, yeah. Whew. Sam gets a treat.
0: You know, wait, wait, wait. <laughs>
2: Sam so, toys with his yeah, prey. So- I
1: got to sit here for two hours, hear you guys talk about Mario.
0: Waiting for this moment. Yeah. I'm gonna
1: play my game.
2: Yeah, he's just been <laughs> edging this entire time.
0: Okay, if you if you are in charge of a game in which yeah the contestants can't get any of the answers right,
3: mm-hmm.
2: did you set up a good game to play? I had. Sam seems delighted. I am having the time. Well, I'm gonna of my get life some right fucking now.
0: feedback ready for you for the next episode on this segment.
2: Yeah, my some anonymous sources were telling you. <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam good fucked, get fucked. fucked himself. No, this was cool. This was a
0: lot of fun. Actually
2: Yes, thank you.
0: This um this uh those soundtracks are fucking bangers, dude. Some of those are Yeah, that's crazy. Good. So
1: I, I actually I was having a lot of fun like going through Spotify and going through like um uh, game soundtrack playlists and and going through youtube um there's some there's some really incredible stuff like like you guys were talking about like the stuff that they were able to do with
0: those constraints so some of the highlights if you some of the other ones i recommend is the streets of rage soundtrack for the sega genesis yes dude that one stays with me yeah. till this day like i can hum some
1: of that mm-hmm. shit it, it's interesting too because not only so like there's there's a whole Genre of music like chiptunes that this inspired, but also these actual soundtracks themselves. Like, there's still very big, like, from what I found, like a very big, um, thriving community of people that like just like remix and remaster these to like make them stereo. And, um, it's mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of passion. All right, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun for me and. <laughs>
0: Sam takes
1: it!
2: Um, alright, so let's get into the finals. It's the finals, baby. So let me write down my ranking. Goddamn, this is hard. I know.
1: Alright, so, theater of the mind... Ori and Bobby have both prepared their lists. They're going to send their list at the same time on one, two, three.
2: Bling. Oh.
1: So their number ones are the same. Super Mario World. Oh. Their number twos are the same with Super Mario 3. Their number threes are the same. Super Mario Woo. 64. Woo. Oh, their number fours are the same. Come and home. their number... Ori and Bobby are drift Whoa, compatible. nice. Exact same list.
2: Very, yes. We didn't even take any goddamn deliberation. Yeah, we're clean. We're we the are same on
1: the exact page. edge. I, there's wow.
2: no,
0: we didn't one to one compatible on this. You know, I
1: heard you guys gushing about Super Mario Brothers 3, and I just knew that was going to be the second best.
2: World, we already talked about, we gushed about. Um, 3, I think for me, um, is like peak NES. They were pushing the limitations of that. Um, it's like a return to form over two. It really set the stage for World and even like Mario Beyond, yeah. right? I th- still think there's three DNA in what yeah. we see today.
0: It, it, I mean, it it was it, Super Mario World couldn't be without Super Mario Brothers three, um, uh, and and the Wizard. <laughs> yeah, and the Wizard.
2: Yeah, thanks, Fred Savage.
0: Yep um
2: <laughs> uh sixty four um i think is a triumph it right it's it set the standard like wrote the rule book for three d and platformers in that regard yeah still fun to play today still fun
0: um they yeah it set the standard for three d uh for three d games moving forward
2: one timeless classic um you can like i can always play one like there's something about it um it's still fun um yeah it's just uh it there's some there's some level of like perfection about it like there's um it's still endearing like graphically Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. even though it's like rudimentary um well a game doesn't have to be like
1: hard to be fun right like you can still just enjoy playing through a game yeah
2: oh sure totally um, but yeah, the skills there, if you, you know, like the, the challenges there, if you want it, right. Um, yeah, I think it was, I think it was the, one of the
0: first platformer games that really respected the player, um, and didn't t- treat you with kid gloves, but also kind of totally gave you the respect of owning, uh, having your own like agency in the game in terms of how much, you know, diff, you know, how, what the difficulty, uh, scale was, it kind of, you know, you were at your own, the mercy of yourself. Um, and I think that, uh that was really cool. Um, first time they did that.
2: Um, yeah. And then lastly, I think two ranks last for me because it is, it's sort of like endearing and I enjoy its weirdness, but it's such a departure and, um, it doesn't have that like Mario flow, you know, it's like a little more puzzly. It's a little more slow and methodical. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, maybe it's my, I don't have rose. I don't know. Nostalgia glasses for this one, maybe, but, yeah, I think it's just because it wasn't a, a Mario game originally, it doesn't. Um, yeah.
1: So what's my, what's my homework? Which, which one of these games am I playing before we talk next? Pick one. Super Mario World.
2: Yeah. World. Play World.
1: Play World.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. You can play it on. Mar- can you, play it on oh, you can play it on Marcel Switch. Yeah. Download okay. the little like uh, SNES Netflix thing.
0: <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Super 3. Mario Brothers 3. Takes Take. it. Ba-ba-ba.
1: Official takes it. Trophy case. Um, if you are having plumbing problems, then call a plumber. <laughs> and while you're waiting for the plumber, uh, let us know what you thought of the show and, and our and our picks here. Um, head on over to the thesecondbestshow.com and let us know what you thought of our picks and the new format and all of these Mario games. Um, there you can find links to past brackets, past notes on shows. Um, and links to our socials and lots of other goodies,
0: gentlemen. Uh, I will talk to you in seven days from today. Don't uh, don't hit me up. I don't want to hear any of your bullshit until then. Um, and uh, we will reconvene in seven days exactly.
2: Um, oh, Are you I, eating in the middle of fucking uh, recording
0: a podcast? Are you talking and eating at the same time? Yeah, let me stop.
2: <laughs> um- <laughs>